Welcome to the OTL podcast. Ahead of the big game, we're joined by Andy Ross and Pepe from Motherwell's MFC podcast to get the take from both sides as to what to expect from the game. I'm Andy. Uh, I've hosted the podcast uh, from when we started up in, in 2014. Uh, with Pepe's come on board in the last maybe year and a half. And it's just... It's generally just grown arms and legs. I think we're now nearly at 270 episodes and uh, it's just a good excuse to get together and talk about football on a weekly basis, really. Uh, in terms of supporting Motherwell, it's, uh, it's been a labour of love from a, a very early age. Uh, my grandfather actually tried to take me along to Tybrooks one week and for part of the next and it all kind of came to a head when Motherwell played Rangers in 1997 with Motherwell needing to win to avoid the relegation playoff and Rangers going for nine in a row uh, on home soil and I refused point blankly to go with them and sit in the Rangers end. So against his better judgment, he took me to the Muddle end and Muddle went 2-0. Uh, <laughs> and fair to say at that point, he gave up on any possibility of ever supporting the, the team from Govan, put it that way. <laughs> Is that what, did he go from bounce between the two? Would he just go and watch football whenever he could? <laughs> I think... Uh, when I was younger, he, he would have preferred taking me to Fur Park just to get away from the, the nonsense that comes mm-hmm. with Rangers, uh, although he was always a Rangers man. Um, but from that day forward, he never went back to iBooks, uh, unless he was going with his mother's scarf on uh, and kind of turned his back on his boyhood heroes. So I like to feel that like I had quite a big part to play in that. <laughs> what about you, Pepe? Yeah, is this a... Are you of Spanish extraction? Or is this a, a nickname for a mother old man? Just as I'm, I'm known as Pepe, um, my Sunday name's Scott, but you could uh, go into my local pub and ask <laughs> Scott, nobody would know who it was, but I could be in the toilet, so everybody knows me as Pepe. But I am, uh, I've been on board with the podcast for the for the last 18 months um, with, with Andy. It's been it's been great. Um spotted Mulroll for... The 80s, um, through when, when Airdrie were, it was a common occurrence, obviously hence the reason why we're, we're, we're on the day, because it's, it's spoke about it, for me it's quite a big occasion um, tomorrow night, 15 years in the making, uh, so I'm I'm really looking forward to it, I remember days of, kind of Jimmy Sanderson and your Albert Kids and Justin Fashionways and stuff like that, and that was a real derby for me, um, but been all over the world watching over Europe watching Mulro, been quite fortunate. Uh, I so looking forward to, no doubt we'll, we're in good speaking terms now, but by the end of it, we'll probably not be. I think you'll be all right. Uh, I, I, we've, we've given up, haven't we, Alan? Alan, do you want to tell the guys a bit about you, yourself and your checkered past with uh, slight affinities to, to both teams for a spell? Uh, absolutely. I, I was laughing, Andy, at your you're being dragged one way and then t'other, you know, every second week. And I don't know if I'll explain it again when we're on air, but I was kind of the same because my dad was a big Motherwell fan. 
um, born and brought up in Motherwell and, and uh, he used to take me to see Motherwell on one week and to his credit, he, he took me to Broomfield the other week because it, it, it tended to be that we were at home, we were, we're never home and away, you know, the, at the same times, you know, and it, and it kind of fitted a wee bit. So, and uh, and he, he tried really hard to teach me Motherwell songs and stuff when I was four and five years old and, and, and it just never quite stuck. For, for, for some reason, but roundabout, and that would be sort of late 70s, early 80s as well. So, you know, probably up until the point that even when Gary McAllister and co were, were, were at Motherwell, I was still going to see them fairly regularly. Um, but just never could quite, uh, I, I think when she'd seen the red diamond on the white shirt, you really couldn't, there was no comparison in the, <laughs> in our, our horrible wee grounding compared and with rubbishy grass and whatever compared to Motherwell. I always thought Motherwell were a, came over as being a much bigger team, actually, you know, and it was, I, I kind of went for the underdog in many ways, which I, I love to say I've never looked back, but it's a kind of difficult one these days. You know, that 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 day when there was the, the splice between the great and the good, and I think Motherwell went up into the Premier League and we stayed down. That, that was a uh, that's a day of reckoning, I think, and, and I don't think we've, we've we've had our moments, but it's it's a bit it's a bit dour at the moment, to be honest. So, but yes, I have a bit of an affinity to my, to Motherwell that doesn't he sit well with my with my my pals, to be honest. I would, they'd probably look at me more favourably if I said they're going to, if I said they're going to Celtic Park or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> to, and to give you the background on me. Uh, Somewhere in between that timeline, I started supporting Airdrie. I think my first season would have been 1991. And Airdrie won promotion in my first season. Got to Scottish Cup final in the next season. Got to Scottish Cup final again three years later. And I always thought it would be like that. Uh, and we'll come on to I mean, We've had very different experiences over the last... I don't even know what the number is, 20, 25 years. Um, and it's quite sad for from my perspective as just how much of a rarity this game has become, which is why it's so big. But then with the competition that we're about to play in and, and the format of it, I, I don't know about you, Alan, but I feel as if it's kind of... I need to see this as a standalone tournament to get really excited about it because we've already made a mess of the, the, the League Cup group before it's got started. Once again. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, well, let's uh, we'll go into the, the kind of questions that I sent round. So, um, guy, you just said you've uh, I'd listened to yesterday uh, your tribute show to Andrew Patterson. I know that you've just had a show with his sister, and I know it'll be hard to go over and over this stuff. Um, Andy was well known amongst quite a, a section of Airdrie fans, having grown up in the town and uh, had a lot of Airdrie supporting mates, and uh, there's been a lot of hearts broken there. I think he actually wrote a piece for the Airdrie fanzine um, about the perspective of how he saw Airdrie as someone who grew up in the town supporting Motherwell and like you said in your tribute it, it stuck out as just a, a really well written piece very humorous um, wasn't afraid to have a laugh at himself but get a dig in at his mates at the same time and if I can find it I'll, I'll um, read it and, and as a tribute to him at the end of this show so um, our, our condolences to, to you guys as his friends and if this gets to his family then uh, to them as well and everybody said a, a really hard time over the last four weeks um, but football was what he lived for and, and, and something that um, keeps you guys well probably made you guys meet each other and certainly on our side of the fence Alan and I didn't know each other until we started doing a podcast so we've got a derby match this week from the from the Motherwell perspective I just came to hear 
what you guys make of it. Um, it has become a rarity and uh, you play two tiers above us. So what are you making out of this? I heard it called the North-South Derby earlier in a podcast. I've never heard that in my life. But what are the you Southerners, what are you making of, of this week's game? Obviously, recently we've been playing Aki's, um, kind of almost feels like all the time. And for me, that just we don't have that rivalry. I, I, I don't have it. For me, this is the real derby. Um, there's, there's just that kind of wee bit of hatred, if you like, between the, the, the support and, a, and a nice, in, in the nicest possible way. Um, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Fact that we go in as favourites, and I've got to be honest, I'd be kidding myself on if I didn't expect this to go go and win. But what I will say is, it's probably set up for for Airdrie to. It's the best time to play a team like Mauro just now. Um, I do expect is is to win, um, and I'd be absolutely devastated if we don't um, we don't win. Um, I think that that. The performances in the last two games should certainly give you hope. We've not been been great. We've not been terrible. Hopefully, the performance against Queens Park and the performance against Queen South, Queen of the South, was, was slightly better. So hopefully, we continue to to march on and and scudges. <laughs> Andy, you're probably you. I think the youngest of the four off is. So I've got it in my head that. You've got this ultras in your fan base and stuff, and probably a lot of them won't have seen many of these games. So, is there a generational thing there? Do the younger Motherwell fans look at this game as uh, as a derby match and something to look forward to, or has that been lost? Yeah, I, I think I think historically, and it's kind of when you have a, a club the size of Motherwell, a lot of the, the fan base are are quite friendly, and they'll recount stories from. From previous derby matches, for myself personally, um, with the exception of a, a couple of league games in, in 92, 93, and then there was a, a League Cup tie uh, at your place that you won uh, in the early noughties, and then you've got Scottish Cup tie. So uh, all other account from these games is just a, a kind of ferocious atmosphere. Uh, and I, th- I think that those younger Motherwell fans that perhaps don't realise the significance of this game, will have someone close by to remind them how important this is. It's it's always a weird feeling going in as his favourite uh, and to any match, to be perfectly honest. But I I think, uh, I don't think it's been lost in generations and I think come 7.45 and, and Wednesday night, it's absolutely brilliant news that, that both sets of supporters will be inside the ground as well. Uh, I know the the capacity is limited, but I certainly think it, the atmosphere will be bubbling. And it's as we we talked about in our podcast earlier on today. What an occasion to to have your first home game and uh, sorry, your first game with visiting supporters in in over five hundred days. A a derby, the first one in, in fourteen years. I, I think it's it's a massive occasion, despite the fact, as Alan's pointed out, for every it looks very unlikely that they'll progress from the group, but uh, I don't think that that's a massive factor in the, the significance of this game in this 90 minutes. Uh, it will have massive consequences in how we'll all feel when we go into our work on Thursday morning. 
And Pepe, what were the experiences of visiting Old Broomfield like as a, I mean, it was never a welcoming place, but I think we'd especially have the opposite of a red carpet for the, the Motherwell fans. So what are your memories of going along to those matches? Well, it was, it was great. I mean, I was relatively young and um, probably roughly the same age as what my wee boy will be. Um, he's 10. And it was just, it was a traditional football ground. Um, and and Airdrie had, it was almost like, it felt as if they had kind of fans on the the the, um, the players were almost parties. Look, Jimmy Sanderson, their Albert kids, um, Gus Caesar, and it it was real, real, real rivalry. And for whatever my memory is, that that there was never really Motherwell never really turned up that that often. We never really um, it's kind of similar to what was like the Hamilton at the moment. We don't seem to. To, to rise to the occasion and it was always a game that you can ever look forward to but dreaded at the same the same time but hopefully as I've said tomorrow's we should go out and, and win especially we, we, we've been to two divisions um, above us but to be honest with you I wish it was the old stadium that we, that we were going to um, these new kind of breeze block stadiums don't have the same character and the same stories that that you that, that that once were, you know what I mean? It was, it was an intimidating place to go, but I think that added to the kind of the excitement of the game. Yeah, you wouldn't get any argument from from us and, and the guys that listen to this podcast. The regular will be sick of us lamenting the loss of Broomfield. Uh, Alan, from our side of the fence, so, so how do we look on this game uh, now? I mean, are you excited about? You've got me slightly worried, Pepe. Wait, Wednesday night, I think it's been moved to just in case you're. Turning up tomorrow. <laughs> Although, we, should, we, should maybe, we should maybe let you come along. But I think, <laughs> I'm just not looking forward to it. I'm, I'm taking the day off. He's, he's uh, QR code ready. He's going to be standing waiting just in case there's a technicality, there's a problem. <laughs> and he might, he might have to climb a wall or something like that. <laughs> but, I mean, the parking's murdered. You will be there early. <laughs> you go everywhere, home and away, but you, you've not been able to see games and missed out on with 500 allowed into the, the playoff final last year. So uh, are you excited about it? And then just give us your thoughts on how you see Motherwell as a rival for Airdrie. Well I'm, I'm, well, I'm excited just for the fact that there's going to be 2,000 folk at the game. That's that's probably the biggest crowd we've had in quite some time. But that, that said, 480 was probably the biggest crowd we'd had in quite some time as well. Uh, so so including pre, pre-lockdown. So... Uh, yeah, no. To, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I don't think her form's been wonderful, wonderful. But I did watch the highlights of the the Model Queens Park game, and you know, with with all due respect to the guys, I thought Queens Park played pretty well. And they had, if if Simon Murray could actually hit a barn door, they would have probably <laughs> won. They'd have probably won the game. So, uh, so yeah, I, I I was a little bit more comfortable. I think that we we got a a point and the penalty extra point gives us a little bit of a lifeline, so it actually means something, which is which which is quite quite useful. And you know that that that, that makes it a cup tie. That that makes it, you know, with with a full ground. I, I think we'll get a wee bit more out of our players. You know, we've got a new squad of guys all trying to meld together, and uh, it's probably not that being that easy playing in front of a hundred folk up at, against Cumbernauld Colts and whatever there's uh, in, in the sheeting rain of Broadwood. <laughs> so, 
it's a proper game. It'll feel like a proper game, and we, you know we'll be able to judge our team a little bit better once the you know they're they're focusing hard and and uh, and, and and there's everything to play for. So I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of optimistic to be to be honest. Which anybody listening will probably feel is you know quite unlike me. Yeah, but, but, Must be the same. It's early days, so I mean I think the first you get, you get the first five games out of me at least until <laughs> until I see what I'm dealing with. So. Um, and we've got we've got we've made some decent signings. Um, I've been quite impressed at Dylan Easton so far, albeit he'll not play. I would assume again, Colin is that would that be right? Is he, he still in, injured? Yeah, he was injured for the Saturday. He wasn't even in the bench at the weekend. So uh, that, that's a slight worry because he because he looks like if, if we're looking at a positive sense and a creative player, then he looks as, as creative as we've had for quite some time, even in the short amount of game time that we've seen. I thought I was quite impressed on at Kelty Hearts as well. So it was a good signing. Um I was a bit worried Rico Katongo coming in and trying to replace McCann. Um and I didn't think he had a particularly great start in the, the competition up at Broadwood, but I thought he played pretty well. He was almost I would have said he was uh, almost our best player uh, against Annan. So you know he he carried a bit of a threat out wide. Um, and the defence looks quite did I say it quite reasonably solid as such? You know, Queen's Park brought their game to us and they look a not bad team at the moment and they created quite a lot of chances, but most of them were kind of limited to shots from the edge of the box and what have you. So so there's something to build on, I think. You know, I think I think there's, there's stuff to be optimistic about. Well, I'd, I mean, I'm happy to make it very petty in terms of how I, I view our, our rivals. For, for me, Mill's all about the colours, so uh, very distinctive, but very ugly, I would say, claret and amber. Uh, but... well, at least you called it claret and amber, though, Colin. They get very uptight if you call it maroon and yellow. But it, it's almost pantomime. I can't, I can't ever really enjoy watching Bradford play or Roma play uh, just because of the association. And even in the Harry Potter movies, I'm kind of cheering for Voldemort when it comes to the <laughs> So uh, it's, it's as petty as that. What I'd say, I mean, we're all being able to see when, when it was more of a regular occurrence. Um, I actually, I've got, I've got a lot of respect for uh, Motherwell, the changes that have gone through in the, the, the fan ownership, how you've sustained football at the top level. And um, you are a provincial team like us, but you've coped with financial difficulties. You've coped with um, everything that's been thrown at you over the last 25 years in, in a much healthier way than we, than we have. Um, and uh, yeah, things like uh, seeing you in National Cup finals and stuff, it's uh, uh, as much as your uh, traditional rivals, um, it's, uh, it's hard not to respect for how you've managed to go along. I keep the local community on side in a way which we haven't. So uh, I'm excited about to, tomorrow's game just because, uh, yeah, 2007 since the last Adrian Motherwell game just seems ridiculous. And and who knows? Uh, it's a game at a funny time this season. Um, uh, you guys are talking about a restricted capacity. Yeah, it's for you. But for us, we, we this could be our biggest crowd of the year. Um, and I'm actually slightly worried about if we've got 1,300 tickets, we might not sell them all. The game in 2-7 was notable that you guys filled a stand and had behind the goals. And although the main stand was bigger, I think you probably outnumbered us that day. So, uh, mother was something to, to, to aim at for Airdrie. A lot of seasons, we'll be kind of floating towards the top of our league and you'll be towards the bottom of yours. But then it always, always turns around and mother will stay up and Airdrie get stuck in, uh, in the third tier. So uh, we've got a, a long way go, to go to, to bridge the gap. But favourite Derby memories I wanted to, to touch on, and, and Pepe, you said um, 
yeah, in that spare in the nineties, you guys probably didn't make the best off it. I've got happy memories, a couple of wins at Fur Park, one where uh John Martin gets sent off, which wasn't a, a rare occurrence. Andrew were one 0 up. He got a penalty, scored the penalty, and then Andrew won with ten men in an outfield man and goal. Uh, and, a, and a cup game, uh, which must have been early nineties, when Jimmy Boyle, small player on the pitch, scored two back post headers to win two one. So those those were certainly happy memories. Alan, can you, can you go back further than that? Any any that you can remember from from our perspective before we we, we hand over? Well, very quickly, the first, the first almost it must have been almost my first game was the nineteen seventy five cup semi final um, that the Airdrie scooched through to get to the final and and but bizarrely all I could remember I'm pretty sure Willie Pettigrew scored the goal for Motherwell like ran for the halfway line or something that's literally all I can remember from that um, my lasting memory of 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 a, of a derby was at Broomfield um, and we won it was a year it was a year I think we got promoted. Uh, to the Premier for the first time and both the Airdrie and Motherwell were in the first the old first division and we won four nothing or four one. We were at Airdrie were brilliant. And you know, as Pepe was saying, you know, the, the Motherwell hadn't turned up almost. But the real lasting memory was that it was one of these on games for my weekends for my dad. So we used to sit up in the pavilion. So my dad and I were sitting together in the pavilion, surrounded by all these Airdrie fans. And I started digging away at my dad a bit about it because this was literally the best Airdrie had played ever. Um, so I'm kind of winding him up and he was getting really kind of annoyed. And as the fourth goal went in, I sort of turned around and laughed at him or something. And he said, if you don't sit down and shut up, I'm taking you home. And then everybody round about in the pavilion all started ganging up my dad and having a go at him and but, but kind of laughing and going, oh, come on, Dick, you're, you know, you get, let him off with it type of thing and he was so annoyed and in actual fact now I thought I look look back and I, and I did I took the piss out of him and I and I really had to go at him and it was it was horrible for him and was, I think in fact if, it, if I had been in that position I would just have grabbed my son by the neck and dragged him out and I would never have taken him to a game ever again you know I would have been so uh, down about it so I, I kind of remember that that this whole uh, thing was going on, and, and and my poor dad, as a, a vice president's club member and shareholder of Motherwell Football Club, um, was was subject to the, the pavilion, just giving him hell, and it was a shame. So that was it. Four nothing, four one, and I think there was another. There was a league cup game, or there was a game that Johnny Martin get stretched off injured, and I think that might even have been the game that. Would that have been the game that Jimmy Boyle was that scored the goals? I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that might have been John Watson went in goals. Uh, and I think we, we I think we maybe won. Um but my memory's getting foggy. You know, I'm 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 struggling with these things now. And there's actually not that many uh derbies that that that, that, that really spring to mind. I think there was a kind of just that that whole barn period of of, of nothing that they, they kind of fall into a, a, an older time, you know. Because they were so long ago. Uh, the 75 semi-final was worth looking at pictures of just because uh, as much as it was terrible like Clara and Amber, the two kits looked great. It's Airdrie and uh, uh, Airdrie Motherwell and kits without sponsors on them or anything in it. And mm. uh, it, it, it's one of the best bits of the derby. And I think I'm hearing rumours that our new kit isn't ready yet. So I think we're going to be in a third kit, which kind of takes away from the, the spectacle uh, of, of Wednesday night. But right, let's, let's be fair, give it a, a rate of reply. So uh, any strong derby memories? Um, I, I seem to remember uh, the last 
kind of league game that we played at Broomfield and it was in the 90s. Um, I'm pretty sure the other went in front and then we came from fe- fe- behind, probably didn't deserve it. Uh, and I just remember the... Probably camp. not. <laughs> um, again, it, it was, I was, it was just after we'd won the Cups, so there was still a fair bit of hysteria about following my role at that particular time. We were going through a kind of good spell with, 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 with Tommy McLean the following year, right enough. Um, and I remember, I remember that. I think Airdrie were a, my memories of, of, of the likes of Justin Fashion who coming to Fifth Park was a was a big, big thing and, and looking forward to the games was probably my highlight of, of the Mullerow Airdrie um, derbies because let's, let's face it, it was probably one of the biggest names that had came to Scottish football at that particular time. It, it was up there with the kind of Rangers, um, the, the players that they, they, they were signing um, and I don't know why I remember Gus Caesar as much as, as I've said his name a few times but as they've been as long ago I can't really remember when I was about 10, 11, 12 years of age at, at, at the time so all the memories that, that, that I have were really just about the kind of intense rivalry that, that, that I've really missed to be honest and I'm really looking forward to, to sampling it again tomorrow and even it, was, it was probably because Big Gus did Big Gus not turn up and get almost a chapter devoted to him in, in Nick Hornby's fever pitch at one point could, when he was playing with Arsenal and Nick Hornby couldn't work out why how he made he somehow became a professional footballer or something like that. So there's he had a, chapter, a bit of renown. There's a chapter earlier on fever pitch called Gussie's and there's something like the the last paragraph is Gus they went on to play for a whole number of shit clubs like blah 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 and everything. <laughs> so we do, we do get a mention in fever pitch, but not in not in going terms. Andy, two thousand seven game, can you remember much about that day? Uh, yeah, I can remember the, the atmosphere and Mother tend to bring a, a very healthy support for the first round of the cup. Uh, the traditional third round of the Scottish Cup day was always a always one where you expected a, a boosted crowd, whether it be home or away and Johnny or Dre, again, it's a game that we went into as favourites, but it's not a, a tag that sits comfortably with me at any point. And I can remember it being a really, really scrappy affair. Morris Malpass's mother team were absolutely dire. I can see Scott shaking his head as I, as I, as I look back on those times. Uh, cause that was a really poor team. And I, I think we just edged it. It was a Richie Foran header, if I recall rightly. Um, and it was just kind of get out of Dodge and book your place in the next round and I think we went out the very next round to St Johnston or something like that but uh, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it for a, for a multitude of reasons really in, in terms of like, 14 years is far too long without a match considered as important by the fans as this is Aki's I completely agree with Scott and it's, it's just not got the same feel it's not got the same feel going along to a stadium with a gazebo running down one touchline, uh, a home support of about 14, uh, and someone that had a club that described Dougie Emery as a legend. Uh, they've, they've, got so, they've got so much wrong with them, but it was just a, it was a real relief to see them go down at the end of last season because, and I, I know I've shifted the focus onto Hamilton here, which is possibly the wrong thing to do, but it was a very happy day when they were relegated at the end of last season. And I wouldn't feel the, the same about Airdrie because I'm, 
like the intensity and the the rivalry to to reemerge. Uh, and a lot of these, the stories that that Andy told from living around these parts was how much he enjoyed ribbing his airdrie mates and how much he enjoyed ribbing him. And that's that's what it's all about. That is, we we don't have that. We don't have that hatred and we don't have that rivalry that we really yearn for. Um, and Wathaki's now in the, the championship as well. I think <laughs> I think this was the, the ideal draw to kind of re-spark that, that rivalry. And hopefully after Wednesday night, we then move straight on and draw in the Scottish Cup as well and create new memories of Scud and Airdrie. That's what I'm all about. It would be a much better tied to be playing in the Scottish Cup where there was a lot more on it. Um, I think that this competition, we've not got out of the group stages since it came about and this year it's just become our pre-season which I think does this game a disservice a bit and, and uh, it's, it's difficult it's not great for the competition either but I mean, we played, as Alan said, Cumbernauld Colts and Clyde one week and, it, and then the next week we were straight into uh, playing these games so uh, the, a Scottish Cup game would be a Scottish Cup game with no COVID restrictions would be would be brilliant, uh, and it just never seems to seems to happen. Um, now let's give you a bit of praise because, as, as I say, I've got a lot of respect for uh, for Motherwell. It seems as if um, over the last ten years, uh, you just seem to keep popping up, able to finish third, fourth in the the top league, despite teams having far better resources. Um, uh, there seems to be a spell where. Aberdeen for all their fan base and their money seem to think right okay we'll just come in and take Craig Brown and then we'll be good like Motherwell are good in the league and didn't it work and then we'll come and get Mark McGee and that didn't work either so I think there's there must be whether it's stability or, or whatever there uh, you've managed to thrive so can, can you guys put your finger on why on the pitch has there been that kind of level of success for you? Um, I think the thing that's most important for Motherwell is that we have kind of sustained our Premier League status for since the eighty-three. So I think that is a major factor in 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 the way that the club is able to perform. You've you've alluded to the fact that we've had some issues financial, and I think the players that that come through that that period, Stephen Pearson, James McFadden, Stephen Hamill, Keith Lasley. Probably happened if it was going to happen, it happened at a really, really good time where we had probably the greatest academy graduates that, that we'll ever have at, at Mullerow. Each one of them, um, with the exception of, of Keith Lasley, um, going to get international caps. Um, we've been really quite fortunate with our managers, with the exception of a couple, um, Morris Malpass being, being one who's probably the worst manager. I've ever ever watched, um, and that includes Jim Gannon and and Ian Barraclough. Um, but I think just that prolonged period in the top flight where you're able to get your finances in order. Um, I mean, let's uh, we've played in the, a Champions League qualifier, which was something that I never thought would have happened as a Motherwell fan. Um, we've, we've played some massive clubs. Bruce Dortmund, um, I was there in, in the 90s. But we've had some bad times as well. Um, do you know what I mean? We've been lucky. A lot of fans, Falkirk fans particularly, they've had a dislike for us because we've maybe 
had a rubber green with certain league break construction and all seated stadia and stuff like that. So we've had, we've had a, lot, a wee bit of luck with that. Um, and I suppose you make your own luck at times. Um, but we, over the last few years, when we got to the two cup finals, although it was a great achievement, it was sickening, honestly. You look back and you look at some of the cup finals that there's been when, when Celtic were so dominant and they played them twice. Um, pretty much like what you're saying yourself, you, you can have a ring. Maybe boys expect us to go to the, the cup finals every year. And it was just sickening. And, um, at the end of the day, we got there. But this is why I, I would say that this tournament is maybe slightly more important to Mars than what it is to Airdrie. Because we do expect them to, to go on. If we get the, the, the right draw, then we expect another trip. To, to hand, not expect another trip, but hope for another trip to hand in. Um, and it's possible with the right draw. So, and it, that, that then affects our revenue, attracting different players and stuff like that. So, you mentioned, Colin, that you thought that this, this competition was a, lot, a little bit have a feel of pre season to us. But is that, is that not a wee bit of a defence mechanism in our, our part with that? That we just, we, we just think that we're, we're not doing so well. Therefore, if we just say, ah, well, do you know what? It's just uh, it's just a pre-season friendly almost that way. Then we don't analyse it enough. I, I'm, it's 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 the league cup for me. It's a it's a proper competition. It's competitive, and it, the fact that you play three other teams, there's opportunity there. To, you know, for 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 you know, one team is probably you know the motherwells of the world as the number one seeds are going to go up. But there is an opportunity there for you know for 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 others to to do better, and, and I kind of don't see it as the. I know, I know we're thrown into the competitive aspect of it very, very quickly, but you know, I, I, I just worry that we, that we are falling back on this. Well, it's 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 it does, it's not really serious because we're not competing. We'd be much more serious, I think, if we were competing. No, I think I agree with you, Alan. It's kind of it's not what I want it to be. The last few years, since the group stages come in, a couple of teams we've gone into the last match. In fact, twice against Dakies, with mm. a chance of going through if we'd won. In fact, one of the games we went up with 2 0 up pretty quickly and still managed not to, to win that game. And if we can get through this game, bearing in mind we're looking at what an average home gate of maybe 900 or something for Airdrie. Next round seeded, so you've got every chance you could get Rangers away, Celtic away, or even Motherwell away, Hibs, Hearts, who you could get anything from a 10,000 crowd up to either if it's Rangers or Celtic, not really that bothered, but say 30,000. And if you're getting forty percent of that gate, that really sets us up for the uh, for the year. So we should be trying to start like a train, but at the same time, uh, the squad at, at our level, everybody's on a one year contract. The guys that are good get pinched by better clubs. The guys who are bad, you don't keep it. And uh, the every Twitter lineup, you know, you'll have. So they do little pictures of all the players, and for something like off them it was silhouettes at the weekend because they've not done the club photos yet this year so so there's only there's only I think the keeper and two outfield players who were there last year so it's not it's not what I want to happen but I just feel like they've not played that many games together and maybe a derby with a big crowd in might be enough to to galvanise them uh, and kickstart our season as it's got to be the dream uh, but I just I'm not going into the game with uh, a whole load of expectation. Uh, and I really like the, the format of the cup. To be honest with you, I think it's it's great. Um, I mean, it's given this game an opportunity. I totally agree with everything that you're saying with regards to it's maybe came at the wrong time. But I like the format of it. I like the the, the draw and it goes to penalties. I like the fact that there's nothing worse than going to a pre-season friendly. Um, 
there is a wee bit of competitiveness about it. I mean, even on it was great going back on Saturday um, to the Motherwell game, um, and you're getting beat 2-0 at home to Queen of the South, and you think typical Motherwell, and then you come out and you're jumping about at a 3-2 win in, in a sunny day in July. So for me, it's a win-win situation. Um, not if we get beat tomorrow right enough, and I'll, I'll say we'll never play in that league format again. But there's the thing, if that had been a pre-season friendly um, the other night, then Motherwell would have probably just shrugged their shoulders and put on eight subbies and it would have been a mess of a game that didn't mean anything and it would just be disjointed and and, and whatever. So you're right, it's, it brings a level of competitiveness to, to, to a time when you know we're, we're kind of not used to it and it dispenses with these wasted time games. And, and I don't even concur. There's been a lot of folk were saying that you know, Airdrie didn't play well in their uh, up at up at Broadwood last week because it takes t- time for a team to gel and whatever. But you know, Clyde Clyde beat us, scored three goals against us, and they seem to gel a lot quicker than us. So you know, it, it, it very early cre- doors creates a wee bit of, of upward pressure to do better as well. You know, rather than just you know, I it was a pre-season friendly and we changed half our team round and it's only to be expected. You know, I, th- I, th- I think it does. that upward pressure is always good. There's something about mentality there. And Ian McCall's team did win a League Cup derby against Motherwell and I think midweek, dark under the lights, uh, early in the season when he didn't have time to jail. So so it can it can be done. Uh, we're not without hope. Dick Campbell said something on the radio uh, following their game against Dundee United on Saturday about the fact that part-time teams not being able to use trialists in this tournament and how he feels that that's a, a massive hindrance to the to the teams in the lower leagues that are, are part-time. I, I, th- I think that's something that should really be looked at. The The fact is, you might be benefiting more from playing friendlies because you can actually get a look at some of these trialists ahead of the league season starting, especially for, with no disrespect intended, a team like Airdrie that perhaps aren't expecting to go through the group stages uh, and are treating these games Almost as preseason games, or, or view them as their preseason friendlies. They, uh, I, I, th- I think that's an unfair advantage and, and something that needs to be looked at that could readdress some of the balance. I, I think that make it a lot fairer in terms of the the format of the cup and making the games a bit more competitive. Um, I wouldn't agree with the ramping up the subs or anything like that. I think that's the Alan's point about the, the subs and preseason friendlies. That's the worst part for me, especially. I think we played Dumbarton in a, a friendly at the start of July. We lost 1-0, um, but we used 26 players over the course of the 90 minutes. Uh, that would be unbearable to watch. No, that's, that's just stop, start, and, and uh, that's no use. That's what was. If I was a manager, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to do that. It wouldn't give me a, a, a gauge of what I was trying to do at all. At all. I mean, it's actually much better playing. You know, I thought the format of the, the competition we played in playing Saturday, Sunday, and playing Cumbernauld Colts on the Saturday and playing Clyde on the Sunday, that at least afforded the manager the chance to play a stable team one day and then play your other guys the next day. You know, and that means you get two, you know, two different teams at least playing most of the game together. And I think that that's a little bit more meaningful than just cramming 22 players into the one 90 minutes. You know, that's, that's, that is nonsense. So I don't think I would gain anything from that as a manager. Andy, but back to uh, Motherwell, right? So your final club, and there's been a, a fair bit of coverage about it. Your media team gets a lot of praise in terms of the stuff that they're able to 
produce and 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 put out. I mean, how's the experience of having had a bit like ourselves, various owners, and John Boyle was very noisy when he first came in and, and what he wanted to try and do at the club, but now it's settled down. You guys own it. How's that been? And let's give a bit of, again, giving you far too much credit here, but talk us through the season ticket, the thing this year, because it's a, as football and stories go, it's a really positive one, so I'd, I'd like to give it a bit of airtime. Yeah, I think... I think, I think all of that is very true. And, and, and do you know something? I think it also affords the club a bit of goodwill and a wee bit of leeway when things aren't going so well on the park. They've got all these initiatives away from football, uh, whether that be working in the community. Uh, the, the season ticket thing is is phenomenal. Uh, actually, the, the response it got from, from so many people was just brilliant to see. The, uh, the, sorry, the, the entry fans probably wouldn't won't know about yeah. it. So you just give us a, a real short summary of it. What is it, Muddle of them, the season tickets? Es- essentially, everyone that bought a season ticket for the 2019, uh, sorry, the 2020-21 season uh, will receive a free season ticket for 21-22, um, which is obviously a massive financial commitment by the club uh, at a time where things have been so uncertain. They have also done an initiative where those that want to make a donation can do it to something called the Well-In Scheme, which provides season tickets for low-income and unemployed families. Uh, So that's currently sitting at £57,000 raised, um, to which the club will match it. So it will be £114,000 worth of season tickets uh, being distributed about Lanarkshire. Uh, Now, you guys may joke that that's not a good thing, but uh, it's certainly a great way to attract people into Fur Park that unfortunately wouldn't be able to afford to go normally. Um, As you mentioned, the the fan ownership thing is is, uh, there was a bit of scepticism initially. Um, The communication wasn't great to begin with, but they've really ironed that out and began to to engage with the supporters a lot more. And it just means you've not got that, that benefactor that can take massive risks with your football club. Um, Les Hutchison was the last owner of the club um, and he became a bit reckless when it came to transfers and I think people were beginning to get a wee bit worried that that it could go the same way as we have in the past um, and that was the season actually that we ended up in the, the relegation playoff and what Pepe says about making your own luck, that was a hugely significant two games in the history of Muddle Football Club because you're going into a playoff final against Rangers, 50,000 at Ibrox, and everyone else's mind, there was only one outcome. And we absolutely battered them. 3 1 at Ibrox, 3 0 at Fur Park. You save all these jobs within the club, you remain in the top flight, and it's, it was a huge turning point. And then the following season, the, the club was transferred over to the fans' hands. And, and since then, we've had the likes of the revenue from David Turnbull, who went to, to Celtic last year. Um, these things keep you going, um, and the academy needs to continue to to provide us with these players that inevitably move on to, if not better things, bigger things, certainly. Because um, I think we must have made now about five or six million pounds in the last three or four years in, in transfer fees. And the days have been lowballed for transfers. Are completely gone as well. There was a time in the 
2010 to 2013-14 where we were seeing players leaving for part for pittance and it, it really was it was poor to see um, but we've come so far uh, Alan Burroughs the chief executive has, has done a fantastic job worked his way up from the media team uh, to now the chief executive of the football club uh, and the man works every hour that God sends uh, for the benefit of the football club he's He's just like myself and Scott. He's, he's sat in the stands all his life and then moved into to the boardroom. It must be very surreal for him to actually consider the journey that he's been on. But, but what a job he's done. And the, the communication coming out of the club is just, it feels very, very connected just now. Uh, and while we're not always positive, and don't get me wrong, at many points of last season, we were thinking, this is dire. And we're we were bottom of the league in New Year's Day, and it looked like we might. This might be the season that we we fell. Uh, but Graham Alexander's come in, and if, if not doing it in style, he's certainly he got us back on on track. We finished the season relatively well, and we were very comfortable uh, in eight spots. So, yeah, I think there's there's improvements that could be made on the part, but. Off the park, where I would I would say one of the best run clubs in Scotland, um, and it is it's brilliant to see after the, the uncertainty and also seeing what's happened to other clubs. Um, I'm very much assured that we're in we're in very stable hands. So, and Alan Burrows spoke on your uh, your episode that I listened to, and just I mean you could tell he's a, he's a fan. He's had to tailor what he can say to him because of the job that he has now. Uh, but I just thought he communicated it really well. I was pretty open and honest about look, we're able to do this brilliant thing with the season tickets because of the Turnbull money, the Europe money, and all that. But I, I, the club could have sat on that money or kept it for a rainy day or whatever. So I just think uh, it's a, a great move for them to have to have taken. Um, right, what will we go into? It? Score predictions. Let's let's go for it. What, what do we reckon, Alan? We'll start. We can start with us. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, you were you were positive. You were looking forward to the game. Going to predict <laughs> an entry win? Uh, no, no, I don't. I, I I don't honestly think I can. I'm trying to be being realistic about it. I think we're we st- we still seem to be struggling to create chances. You know, and and it seems to be that we. You know, I think it was a little bit better on Saturday. It wasn't at the game, unfortunately. Um, but we, we we had a few more chances, but my my suspicion is that we're we're limiting ourselves a little bit to two or three sites a goal a half if you're if you're lucky, and uh, I don't think we've got prolific enough scorers uh, forwards up front to make the most of that. Um, so and and I think just probably a wee bit of quality will will tail at key moments, and I think we'll probably lose by a couple of goals to to, to nothing. I I don't see us scoring. Yeah, I think two or three now to Motherwell, sadly. Uh, guys, are you, are you as optimistic? <laughs> um, if you go by the Queen's Park performance, then no. If you go by the, the, some parts of the Queen of the South performance, then yes. Um, what, I, what I would say is the Queen of the South, it seems to be that a forward line looks pretty pretty decent. Um we're able to kind of chop and change between Stevie Lawless, ex-Airdrie man, Tony Watt, who, by the way, is probably our, our, our most consistent and best player, one player of the year, players, sorry, sports player of the year last year. Um, he's been phenomenal. Um, I didn't rate him as much as when we signed him, but he's been absolutely brilliant. 
Um, we've got our new potential cult hero in, in Kevin Van Veen. Um, I've never watched a highlight role of a player that's um, before, but this one is phenomenal. Um, some of the goals that the guy scores, his nickname's the Budget Bear Camp. Um, so we've, um, we've got this guy who, who, who certainly appears to uh, look as if he's going to be He's either going to be absolutely crap or he's going to be a legend. There's not going to be a middle road with him. Um, but I suppose we've got to go in there thinking we're going to win two, two, two goals. Um, I, I, I think we will. We've got a really good goalkeeper, um, Liam Kelly. In my opinion, will be the future Scotland number one. So on paper, I, I agree with, with you guys. It should be 2-0 tomorrow. But... Being a moral fan, I'll probably end up on each and use a win penalties. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, you are round us off. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm fairly optimistic at the moment. I, I think I think it'll be closer than, than many will expect, and I think we'll concede considering uh, we've got defensive frailties. Certainly, there's a mistake in, in our back line, and if we play quite a high line as well with the full back, so I, I think if Hildre, I know Alan was saying there's not been many opportunities created, but uh, we sometimes assist teams in helping them make chances. So I, I, I'm actually going to go for a 4-2 model victory. I'm, after uh, Saturday's goal fest, I think we'll continue in the same vein. Uh, and I, I just think that this group of players, they'll not understand the significance of the derby. You're kind of relying on someone from within the club, reminding them of, of what this match means. I'm sure there'll be a few in the Airdrie side that have... I've got much experience of uh, 2007's Scottish Cup tie, so it'll be interesting to see in that way. But I think another significant factor is that fans drive football matches. The, the closed-door era uh, was painful to watch for, for so many reasons. But I, th- I think if you go a goal down and you don't get the reaction, although we're booed off the park at halftime on Saturday, by the way, uh, which is absolutely hilarious in the first game back with fans... <laughs> <laughs> that that occurred, but I, th- I think uh, the mother the mother and uh, sold out. Uh, I think all seven hundred that are, are lucky enough to be in attendance will be right up for it. Uh, I certainly am. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and and while I don't wish you all the best for for Wednesday night going forward, uh, yeah, good luck to you guys. Oh, that's what I wanted to to end on there because I think. I hope he's getting relegated. <laughs> <laughs> None of us is going to wish the other uh, too much luck, but uh, certainly not for this game. But uh, the figure, the fixture being absent for so long, there used to be a Lanarkshire Cup, and it was probably there was too much football about, it and it was kind of a weird end of season affair as well, which was the odd thing about it. So you'd finish mm-hmm. your league campaign if if. The good old days when one of us might have been in the Scottish Cup final, you were going to put the reserves out, you wouldn't dare risk anyone about. But the trophy's still there and it's got a whole load of history dating back to the late 1800s. So, could that work as... Would you like to see it back? I think for us it's easier because uh, as a pre-season tournament, maybe similar to what we had this year... uh, I think it could work. I think I probably wouldn't want it every year because you would get bored of it. But even if you had every four years, you dusted off the Lanarkshire Cup and played Airdrie, Albion Rovers, Motherwell, Hamilton, and the two winners played each other for the trophy over a couple of days. I think the fans would 
maybe buy it. That's maybe just us because we we missed the fixture so much. Alan, do you think could it work? You would yes, I think I, I think so. I think it has a has a little bit romance. Um, the one thing I was just my heart just sank there when Andy was mentioning the high line of defence. How many times is Gallagher going to get caught offside? <laughs> I mean, honestly. It's literally just going to be the guy might as well just have his flag up for the whole of the, the whole of the game, eh? <laughs> Boys, for you, Lanarkshire Cup, could it could it work? I think um, we've already alluded to the fact that there's that wee competitive edge in in, in these games. And I, th- I definitely think it'd be something that would would be of interest. I think the stumbling block recently has probably been the fact that pre-season is that we've been playing it in Europe, but. Certainly, I would love it to come back. I remember, I think in the end, it probably um, more a reserve thing because it, 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 the, the, we're used to playing each other that often and they're kind of funny getting taken out of it. Um, but listen, I would love it back. Um, but when, you say, when you say you're playing your pre-season in Europe, that's a bit like saying that, that, that Britain are in the Eurovision Song Contest, isn't it? I mean, you know, it's not really a European thing. It's a wee well, trip for a game and then that's it gone, eh? Well, listen, um, <laughs> I, what, I would, what I would say to that is, when was the last time Mildred played in, in any sort of... 1993. Havel <laughs> 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 Nedved made his European debut at Broomfield, but that's a, a, it's, a, it's a very easy one to answer. I'm not getting them confused. <laughs> <laughs> I, did actually, I watched your game at Coleraine last year on Scotland oh, or whatever it was, and it was a, uh, a pretty terrible game. There was some uh, looking guys coming on from Coleraine, but you got through it, so that's all you need to do. I've had some terrible European nights. Um, I've had some shockers, um, but still, it's. Uh, I suppose when you had a Pride of Lanarkshire, but that's but uh... <laughs> <laughs> the badge you've got to wear. The the yeah. The baggage that comes with it, and Andy, if you're if you're not in the the early stages of the European competition, could could Atlantic, would there be any attraction for a fan-owned club? So you're one, you'd be wanting to try and drive revenue out of some pre-season stuff. Uh, could it could it work? Oh, absolutely. The, it's I know that fans are just back and enthusiasm is is possibly higher than it, it normally is for this competition, just because of the circumstances of the last. 18 months or so, but the, the 700 tickets were snapped up fairly rapidly uh, from a model perspective. That's not, that wouldn't have been the case if it had been Anne in a way that we were getting 700 tickets for. Uh, don't get me wrong, this, this game properly matters to, to Motherwell and I, I think the, the appetite would be there, especially when you're going to the football in short sleeves and your shorts on. There's something absolutely brilliant about that. Uh, because we're used to be in the driving rain and the wind and the sleet and the snow. Um, so don't, just part, you don't like wear a jacket to you in case somebody steals it. <laughs> so it's, it's quiet and amber, nobody will touch it. <laughs> <laughs> but there is one reason not to restart the Lanarkshire Cup, which is, and again, I learned this in a podcast earlier today, Motherwell have won the Lanarkshire Cup 32 times. Airdrie won it 33 times, so I think we maybe need to revise that, Alan, and we'll just just keep it wherever, wherever it is <laughs> and get 33 I, stars on our jersey or something like that. I like your every four years, though. It, it, it lends it a wee bit of uh, uh, gravity, doesn't it? You know, and gravitas, you know, in, in terms of, like, we could have the Jules Remy trophy or something, <laughs> kind of like, like, like that, that you, you keep for, for a season at a time. 
I really do. Uh, yeah, I think I think you could get if it was every year. I don't think it would work, but I think there, there, there's something there. It would need to be. It needs to be the level of game that works for both teams and guys not to kick lumps out of each other as your last preseason game or whatever. But uh, with the fans, we should be driving. If it's a game that we want to see, then I'd rather see that than us taking on. I don't know. We go up and play a tournament in the the Highlands at points and stuff where there's just there's no fan interest. So, or, or who do we have this year? I come from old Colts. I mean, no, nobody wants to see that. So, um, yeah. If any, if if anyone from either board's listening, make it happen next season. Definitely. Guys, I remember Mother played. Um, Mother and Livingston were both sponsored by Motorola, and it was a Motorola trophy. And you're thinking to yourself, what is the point of this? <laughs> Um, I can't even think Muller won it right enough um, but you'd much rather as you said it, it's a no-brainer um, that, that's another club that, that just that just brings out no enthusiasm to have to play at all it's a bit, a bit like Ham, the Hamilton Ackies isn't it they're a, Livingston are a, to me are almost a kid-owned club they don't bring any away fans their, their ground is strangely ill-fit for purpose for the crowd I genuinely feel like we play them about 14 times a season well, that might see that must be grim. Thanks for listening. Honestly, the next game's always Livingston. <laughs> is, is it still ten pound to park your car outside in the car park? <laughs> Ludicrous like that. I also think it's a bit ironic. I don't fans saying about kid on clubs because you are really just Clyde Bank. Is oh, <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that'll, not, that'll not make the final cut. <laughs> There's no surprise they left that right to the end. <laughs> and on that bombshell. The problem is we're now we're now looking at Cove and Kelty and Queen's Park and thinking that they're going to do the same as Livingston's done. <laughs> I and, was saying, the problem is we're now is. playing like Clyde Bank. Yeah, guys, thanks for being such great sports and coming on. Uh, yeah, I hope we all enjoy the game uh, and we all know what result we all want. So, so yes. thank you very much for 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 being being so good and coming. Thanks on. for having us. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you again. Cheers, guys. Magic. All the best. Andrew Patterson, mentioned earlier in this podcast, was a lifelong Motherwell fan from Airdrie. He had a number of close Airdrie mates, including the ubiquitous Dougie Alsop, and it seems fitting to revisit a piece that he wrote for the Only the Lonely fanzine about his view of the derby. It's probably fair to say the modern-day rivalry between Airdrie and Motherwell isn't what it once was. I wouldn't go so far as to say it's dead, but it has been pretty dormant for a while, from a Motherwell perspective at least. That's probably no surprise when you consider that it's been over seven years since the last meeting of the sides, that coming in the Scottish Cup, and that we've shared a division in the league just three times in the last 30 years. It's incredible to think that there will be guys in their mid-twenties at Fir Park or Broomfield of a Saturday who have never seen Motherwell play a dream in the league. Long gone, it seems, are the days in the mid-late 70s and early 80s where we battled it out together to see who would make it to the newly formed Premier League met in a Scottish Cup semi-final at Hamden, and both had seasons where we won promotion from the first division, leaving the other side languishing behind. Throw in some of those epic Lanarkshire Cup double-headers, and there was plenty of opportunity to keep the rivalry bubbling away nicely on and off the park. These days, if I had to coin a phrase that summed things up, it would be out of sight, out of mind. Now personally, I'm a wee bit different. I'll go on to that a little later. But until we actually have a game against you, or what you do has direct bearing on our fortunes, few are really that bothered by what happens with Airdrie anymore. Sorry. We don't really have anything equivalent to the songs that you sing like 
if you hate the mother well or well well you're dirty and you smell i can't believe i've actually just typed that nor does the ground burst into cheers if it pops up on the scoreboard that you're losing the way inverness fans cheered at fur park recently when it was announced ross county were losing the entry scoreline at half time is greeted no differently to that of dunfermline peterhead or Annan athletic it's probably worth pointing out mind you that there is no great interest in the motherwell hamilton rivalry either so you need to have no feelings of being usurped by the Ackies, even though that became a more regular fixture on the calendar than that of Motherwell versus Airdrie. Ackies are to Motherwell fans what Albion Rovers are to Airdrie. Sure, they give you a bloody nose now and again, and can be a real pain in the arse at times, but, well, they'll never be Airdrie, will they? Spend a bit of time on a Motherwell forum, and you'll find all the feelings of antagonism, bitterness, a one-upmanship, one was associated with the rivalry. But these days, the majority of Motherwell fans will more likely be directing their venom towards Aberdeen by virtue of our recent battles with them rather than Airdrie. When all said and done though, I'm fairly sure all it would take would be a more regular crossing of the swords between Airdrie and Motherwell for those feelings to be rekindled on a more regular basis. Let's not forget, the last meeting at Broomfield tempted more than 4,000 Well fans to make their way across the M8 and the local guys like Matt Reynolds, Brian Kerr, David Clarkson and Darren Smith who were involved in that game were on record as saying they knew that defeat wasn't an option and neither was it for me. I'm a bit of a black sheep you see. Brought up in Chapel Hall, educated in Airdrie, have a group of Airdrie supporting mates that I could trust to back me to the hilt whenever required but I've been a Well fan all my days. So you can imagine what would be coming my way had you won the last cup tie. Years down the line, I'm still reminded at every opportunity about Keith Lasley's own goal, John Watson's goalkeeping heroics, or the day I spat the dummy and stormed out of Fir Park in a huff as you pumped us 3-0, all in clear sight of a gleeful bunch of mates. But the banter remains good-natured, and those friendships have endured, in some cases, more than a couple of decades, and have offered me a slightly different perspective of Airdrie and given me a fair insight into how you lot follow your team. It's an expensive enough gig trying to follow my own team, so it's an extremely rare occurrence that I'll see Airdrie play these days. But there was once a time I'd often tag along to games with Airdrie mates. I have a fair old CV to look back on. I've stood half frozen to death at Telford Street against the old Inverness Cali, seen you win at Petaudry, beat Celtic at Broomfield, taken in your first ever European match, watched you in two Hamden Cup finals, and even got a bleaching at a bloody breaking of all places. Not bad, eh? But as for our rivalry, who knows when those old tensions will come up to the fore as we go toe-to-toe -to -toe once again. Sadly, it doesn't look like it will be any time soon. No more sorrow.